From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, I'm glad we're back and we're uh, having an interesting and uh, fun guest to join us today. I look forward to uh, connecting and talking with our guests. Uh, we got to meet at Infocom, and now it's great to bring them on and uh, learn from them. So with that, I want to welcome Mike Krejci from CTI. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, Steve, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's nice to meet in the virtual world and uh, actually meet in the real world at uh, Infocom a couple weeks ago and then uh, be back here in the virtual world uh, talking with you and James again. Uh, it's good to be here. Thanks. Thanks. It, you know, it was really cool. We kind of had like a little reunion and we, we, we three of us spend a good amount of time together. And um, James and I, in the last episode, talked a little bit about our Infocom experience. And um, we, we just felt that there was a lot that programmers can gain from, from going to events and shows, even though that may not be a natural thing, or it's not the role that you always think of to be getting out there. Um, you know, from your perspective, uh, first, you know, thanks for listening to our show, because I know that you, you've also reached out to us and provided feedback in the past. Um, what, uh, or what what actually is important to you in terms of being able to uh, network and be around other programmers? Uh, one of the things you guys have talked about a lot is be, being that man on an island. And, you know, we're in a niche industry that's pretty small and, and close knit. And I think the programmers in our industry are even in a smaller group, right? And so any communication we can have with, um, you know, our counterparts that are doing the same thing we're doing in the trenches um, helps out. If you look in the traditional software development, um, they have stack overflow. They've got plenty of sharing of knowledge. And I think traditionally AV programming has kept everything close to the chest. So trying to get that into more of a social collaborative environment at the end of the day, we're all turning on and off TVs, right? We're doing the same programming at the end. You know, how we get there, the elaborativeness of it is different. But, you know, me, James, you, Steve, we're all, we're all turning on and off TVs. We're all controlling audio levels, you know, on some scale. So we should be able to share our knowledge and share our war stories. So, James, you, um, you had mentioned this recently as well, that, you know, putting yourself out there and making these types of connections is important. Um, why don't you uh, elaborate a little bit too on, on what, what Mike was saying in terms of um, how, how you've gained from, from talking with, with other people? Like, is it about learning, le learning styles and tips or just being able to commiserate around problems and challenges or, or just knowing that as we, again, I think we should probably rename this podcast uh, person on an island because we talk about it so often, but, but, you know, we, we, we all, we all are kind of uh, very independent in, in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, we, we are independent. Um, I, I think the, the biggest feature I get from it is like I said, get out of your shell, connect with people um because even just talking out loud with someone who understands what you're doing 
can be beneficial. You, they don't even have to respond. Just talking out loud, knowing that the person's listening and understanding what you're saying brings you to a point where you'd be like, okay, now I'm good. I just need to hear it out loud. Because you start talking yourself, people look at you funny. It, de- it depends, but yes. <laughs> Either that or they, they leave you alone, right? Yes. You know? Um, <clears throat> Mike, I, you you're kind of in a in a interesting spot because not only do you have the the responsibility of being a programmer, a software developer, but you also have the resp- you you oversee a lot of developers. How how are you able to do that amongst your team and and try to create that camaraderie? Because you could almost have a, a, like a mini um, uh, like networking group, you know, amongst all of the programmers because the, not all of them are even located in the same place. Right. With, uh, you know, we've got 27 offices scattered from uh, Seattle in the U S down to Atlanta. So, uh, you know, we cross the whole country. Um, I've got probably 40 people in the company that can program to some aspect. So, you know, getting those 40 people, even into the same zoom meeting it is like wrangling cats and we're we're a group of introverts you know naturally as programmers so getting people to speak up is one of our major objectives in our monthly meeting is not necessarily to pass information down to those guys but have them speak up to us what are you doing what cool did you do um what interesting thing did you do in the last month what problems did you have so that way we're getting that communication flowing by force almost. That, that's, I, I, it's very valuable, I'm sure. And, and, and I can only imagine what it's like because that's a lot of people. <laughs> As I was, I, James and I were chatting a little bit, like you're, you, you're, the size of your programming group is the size of some companies. So it's, uh, it, it, it's quite the undertaking and, and I'm sure that there needs to be um, consistency and there also needs to, to be a way to, for people to work with each other's codes and styles and, and just personalities. So there's a lot, a lot that goes into that, I would imagine. Um, you had mentioned too, just about sharing. And, and I know that that's sometimes something that it can be hard for people. Do you feel like your, your team naturally wants to help each other get better and improve? I, I agree. Most of uh, our people do try and share, try and help out based on the monthly meetings, based on some communication we have is we know who's good at, at what things we know who's done a lot of the Cisco rooms. We know a lot of people who've done um, at Lona control systems or, or, you know, some of those oddities so we can go, Oh, I know Matt's done this. Let me call up Matt. And, you know, he'll drop what he's doing, help us out. Um, any of the guys do that. And it's uh, a real collaborative effort most of the time. Now there's some people that keep some things close to the chest and it's the way, the way it's going to be no matter what, but uh, for the most part really is a good collaborative sharing environment with us. Do you have any tools or anything that you can recommend for people that you use or some ways that that's something like that is, is really fostered? We've really come to use Microsoft Teams 
we have a teams group with everyone in it and it's just through habit of going if you have a problem reach out there first you know everyone's sitting at a laptop but you know as a programmer whether it's in the field whether you're at your desk you know it pings your phone your tablet your you know your alarm clock next to your bed everything else that microsoft has weaned their way into so it's posted there when you have a challenge posted there when you find something that's a quirk and that you've solved when you find a module from a manufacturer that needs fixing posted in there so we can all get to that information so if you struggled on it for four hours today maybe that'll save somebody else from having to struggle on it for four hours the next day the next week the next month because we can go find that we can go search it and teams has really been uh great for us you know before before we had teams we weren't nearly as communicative yeah uh, go ahead James. oh that that sounds uh really interesting and um a good way of sharing um i know we do that with our higher ed slack group um not just code wise but sharing wise but my question to you there mike then is how is that i i don't use teams that much so this is a uh might be a dumb or uh, a uneducated question of what if you add a new programmer to your team can they access all that yep so once we add so new employee starts we bring them in we add them into the team and then they get the whole history so they can go in and search you know okay. let's say the issue is by amp voip they search by amp voip and they find where I posted, hey, there's an issue here, and they they can solve it. If there's a, you know, we have examples of code out there. We've got all kinds of stuff out there, contact information. So, that's good. wow, all in Teams, huh? That that's yeah, that's really great. It's been great because it's one central location for us, and you don't have to go. Oh, for this information, you go here. For this information, you go to the knowledge base. This one you go here we've created wikis and uh, calendars and resources all in one spot for everyone to quickly grab and find nice that's fantastic i i i would imagine that there's um there's a also a learning curve too in trying to kind of get everybody in the in the company buying into thinking the same way is there do you have any tips for for others who are trying to train their teams teams being team of programmers <laughs> not teams the software <laughs> i think the biggest thing is just you know leading by example you know working with you know some of the guys that are that are newer and working with them on how they can get better how they can you know what you would do in a situation to show them ways to improve and no one's going to write like me write my programs tomorrow they're not going to switch from one way to an, another way overnight so little small changes progressively is i think the best way to do it you know hey you've been using this way to write your page flip logic yeah that works and it's worked for you in the past but really we want to go to this method you know let's work on that let's try and do that give it a shot okay now you've done that now let's try and fix the next thing that's a good, interesting way of taking it. So, you know, so we, we talked a little bit in the past about, about trainings and, and how 
it's important to be able to just get the, the knowledge that you need rather than the knowledge that somebody wants to tell you. Uh, and and uh, James and I were kind of commenting about how it's great to be able to learn from peers and 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 when somebody is presenting that you can relate to that that you know you, you it, that when you're the subject matter expert you're you're uh, only need to know a little bit more than everybody else in the room. Um, the is um, do you, do you feel like there's it's important for you to encourage your team and and even even yourself to kind of step up and and do those types of things, uh, not only within the organization but educating the industry. Definitely in in our organization, education is one of our you know leaderships you know big pushes. Is we have a an on our own LMS platform that we use to get information out to people, and so whether it's, you know, me presenting content, one of our other uh, experts in the company, or it's a manufacturer, we try and get that information out there and then try and get it out to, you know, whether it's the programmers, the engineers, the technicians, the salespeople, try and get that information down to them um, in a way that's both entertaining, but also knowledgeable and without being eight hours of their time to go do it. Um, and that's really what we found best is trying to get it to all the people is go, Mr. Salesman, here's how Zoom works. You know, this is how we can do a control system with it. You know, the programmers are educating the other departments to assist with them on the front end of the sale. And yeah, that's really cool. It really is. Yeah, um, very. Uh, that's a, a nice way of approaching it. Now, is this all internal or have you gone external and you know like kind of like steve and done classes outside where you present to at webinars or conferences uh me personally it has mostly been internal for that uh we do have a uh, a youtube channel shameless plug uh um and we've done a cti tips video series which has mostly been install focused um but we did simple topics on for technicians, how to install uh, uh, drywall anchors, how to use Phoenix connectors and, and some of those simple things that necessarily uh, a tech might not know out of the, out of the box day one. So I guess as we, we wrap up this episode and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll de definitely going to want to talk with you some more. What, 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 what do you think you, the advice you can give us or what, what's something that we should be doing with this podcast or how, how can we help programmers more in, in trying to, to cultivate the community, but also um, make, make this uh, continuously valuable? Yeah. And I, I think um, what you guys do here, what you do with state of control, Steve on AV nation, what, um, the Yahoo groups did back in the day, what discord yeah, you, you go far back, huh? Wow. Uh, <laughs> the Crestron discord group, the Facebook groups, the Reddit groups. Um, I, I think they're all great avenues for us to programmers to share our knowledge and trade stories and, and not be the only one on an Island, but be able to send out a, an SOS and find somebody else who's out there. I pulled something off a developer group today where I was stuck on something. So um, 
you know, I think we're a bunch of introverts and, but these little digital platforms all help us share, all help us learn. So even if, you know, a programmer isn't on here, you know, with you and James, but uh, actually listening, I think they're gaining something and that's making us all better. I think. I appreciate that. I, you know, one, one thing that we're, we're trying to figure out is you know, how, how can we create more, more uh, visibility for, for these types of things. James, any, um, anything you want to wrap up with? Uh, just kind of going with what you just left off there with the visibility, like Mike, how do you find about us and do you have any suggestions of avenues that Steve and I can do to try to get more visibility and bring resources to people who may not know? So I think I found, uh, ask the programmer through, uh, through Twitter, through both of you guys. Um, I think that's where it was led. Someone retweeting it, something to that effect. But I think getting out there in those those groups, right, because they are exist, there's communities out there, is tying is something to tie those groups all together. You know, uh, plug this show on on the Discord group, on one of the Facebook groups. You know, try and share that the connection between the two going, Hey, look over there, look over there is, is I think the way to, to get it out. Good. Thank you. Uh, James, I'll, I'll let you uh, kind of wrap up and then we'll uh, let people know how to get in touch with you and, and uh, we'll do the same with Mike. Yeah. Um, well, first off, thank Mike for uh, coming on and joining us and for anyone who wants to connect uh, on Twitter, AV underscore James King. I'm on LinkedIn, James Fing, but I don't use that as much. Um, I do write for the Higher Ed Digital Magazine, the IT and AV column, or uh, on this weekly podcast. And uh, Mike Krejci from CTI, thanks so much for being part of this and being with us. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you and learn more about uh, CTI or even what you're doing personally, how can they do so? Yep. Thanks to you for having me. Um, if you want to go to cti.com, that's everything you can find about conference technologies and all of our subsidiaries, uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. It's at the Mike Krejci, uh, just like it's spelled. So yeah, hit me up there. Um, and thanks guys for having me. It was really a pleasure being here and uh, look forward to the next one. Absolutely. We, we really appreciate it. It was, it was fun hanging out together and we got to do that more often. Um, for me, you could reach me at Steve Greenblatt on most social media platforms, Twitter and LinkedIn are probably where I'm most active. Um, but we, we're going to start to get involved in some more of these groups because I think Mike had a good idea there. So if you are part of those groups, please help us to share the show and um, help get the word out because that's, that's what it's all about. The, the, if the group uh, comes together and we find more intermingling, it can only be beneficial. So uh, check us out uh, so far on YouTube and, and uh, Google and, and Apple podcasts, uh, please leave a rating or review a comment and just let us know what you want to hear about. But uh, thanks for listening. And this has been ask the programmer. <laughs>